Start out well. No. Bake me some coffee. You can't have coffee right now. It's weird because like I hear myself mm-hmm. in the head and it's like there's kind of like an echo and I don't like that. Mm-mm. But it's not picking up that way. Are you sure? Yeah. I tested it. Okay. But. Oh, it's just weird. <laughs> and I also feel like I need to whisper. But I also should talk in my normal voice. Yes. Because that's how we're going to do things. Right. And this I really is hope not that whispering podcast. I really hope that people are excited about the audio quality. I hope it's better. It should be better. Spent too much money for it to not be better. <laughs> All right, should we get started? I guess. I'm nervous. Why? I just it's very close to my face. I feel like I just I don't like it. Well, get used to it. <laughs> Welcome to Bad Movie Date Night. The podcast in which we take a serious look at bad films and genre films and hopefully give them the credit they deserved. I am Nigel from the often neglected ajourneyandafilm.com, and with me is my wonderful wife, Caitlin. Hello. And as you can tell, we are using new equipment to record, and hopefully it sounds a lot better. And we are also kicking off a new, more serious journey into more film. more serious more more serious <laughs> i don't really know where i was going with that but we're talking about tammy and the t-rex right now the 1994 film about tammy and a t-rex directed by Stuart raffle starring denise richards and paul walker yeah <laughs> that is accurate there's nothing to say about this film there's a lot of things to say about this film Caitlin, tell everyone what you thought this movie was about before we watched it. Before you ruined it for me? Okay, before I ruined it for you. I thought this was going to be a rolling on the floor laughing, great film between a teenage girl and her stuffed toy dinosaur she had as a child that comes to life. And becomes her boyfriend because she doesn't have a boyfriend. There's no boyfriends in your version of the story. I mean, the dinosaur is her boyfriend. That's weird. But accurate also. Yes. (laughs) So you weren't like completely off. No, I just thought it was going to be like a Barney situation. You know? What if this movie was made with a Barney-like dinosaur? (laughs) (laughs) Um, where to begin? It would have been easier to hide them. It would have been. Would it though? Yeah, because they wouldn't be so tall. You could run, could run easier with them. Although my favorite scene is probably when she's riding the dinosaur off into the distance. Yeah. So that's not what this movie's about. 
It is not. I was wrong. Kayla, what is this movie about? This movie is a wonderful film about a girl who maybe had some rough previous relationships, fell in love with an upright standing young man, uh, and her past just keeps following her, just keeps haunting her, and kills her current boyfriend. And her current boyfriend, then his brain gets placed into a dinosaur. And she says, I will love you no matter what. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, Would you summarize it any better? No, no I, don't, I could was not perfect. summarize it any better. Um, so, you know, I, I opened up Shutter the other night, and I was just looking at, like, what was playing on the Shutter TV, and this movie was playing, and it was same the very... Same scene? No, not the oh. same scene that we kept watching. The scene with her at the end where she mm, does the dance and he's the brain fun. in a jar. <laughs> that's a good one. That'll draw you in. Out of all the endings for this movie, that's not really where I saw things going. I no. have to admit. Not at all. No. So let's talk about why this movie was made. Essentially, this movie was made because the director... And the writer, whose name I forgot to mention, Stuart Raffle was one writer, and then Gary Brookett was the other. Uh, if you have not heard those names before, it's because I've never heard of anything that they've done. But perhaps one day one of their movies will show up again on our podcast. That's exciting. I, I mean, I don't know for sure. I'm Who just knows? saying, you know. It could. In like it very well could. If we keep this up, we might run out of bad movies. Right. And we might have to come back to Stuart Raffle. <laughs> um, Denise Richards, of course, is famous for being Denise Richards. She's in Wild Things with uh, Nev Campbell. She was also in Starship Troopers and The World Is Not Enough and Melrose Place, pretty much what she's known for. And we all know Paul Walker, R.I.P., from the Fast and the Furious series. I think I saw him in another movie at some point, but I could not tell you what that movie was. But he's got a baby face in this. So if you want to see him he does. with he a little baby so face. And also, for those of you who enjoy some Napoleon Dynamite in your life, Ellen Dubbin is in this, and she's in uh, Napoleon Dynamite. And in this, she is weirdly sexual. <laughs> Like strangely, this whole movie was weirdly sexual. It it was. This was like way more erotic than I wanted it to be. Yeah. But I'm kind of glad there was no like Denise Richards T Rex innuendos to get into. Yeah. They just lightly hinted. Yeah, I wanted to talk about where this movie came from. Basically, Stuart Raffle. He met some guy, and this guy was like, hey, I have this animatronic T-Rex, and I have to take it to Texas, and it was going to go to some amusement park, and they were like, okay, let's make a movie with it. So they had two weeks to write a script and shoot a movie with this animatronic T-Rex. I wish more movies were made like that. Yeah, 
Just like, hey, I have this thing at my house. You want to shoot a movie about it? Right. Um, what's more impressive, I mean, I know that this was early in their careers for Denise Richards and Paul Walker, but the fact that they were able to pull it all together in such a short period of time, if that, I mean, assuming that the two weeks thing was true. Um, the other thing is the original title of this movie was Tanny and the Teenage T-Rex, but it was changed to Tammy and the T-Rex when it was cut down to PG-13 for American audiences. Why? We don't have people named Tammy here? Tanny, I mean? I don't know. I, that's just one of those weird things that happens, I guess. I have no explanation for it. I really need to have answers. If anyone out there knows, tell me why. And uh, fun fact, the complete uncut version of this movie was unseen up until 2019 when Vinegar Syndrome released that uh, on 4K UHD Blu-ray, which is how we watched it. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Great looking movie. Great quality. The effects were very dated. No. So before we talk into the in-depth plot, Caitlin, tell me some of your likes about this movie. Like if someone said, why should I watch this movie? What would you tell them? I would say it's a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun to watch. It has some very intense murder-like scenes. Like when he romps through the party trying to kill the boyfriend that's a good one but definitely not my favorite i would say my favorite has to be the safari scene really it was horrifying okay horrifying when uh man, what was her boyfriend's name when michael was killed at the safari park yeah he really wasn't killed they no just, he should have been killed he just was seriously maimed I, but he looked fine at the hospital, so. Yeah. I also really was terrified when the gang of hooligans just came barging through her home and invaded their personal livelihood. That was messed up. Yeah. There, so there's a lot of good, intense scenes, and, and it's just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, this movie is not afraid to go to dark places no. for such a silly premise. Right? And at many times, it was not fun. What was not fun about it? Well, like you when mean the they, dark stuff? Yeah. Yeah. When they like broke into her house and but tried it had to, to get Michael. Yeah, that was not good. But it had a perfect balance of very fun and lighthearted with a dark sequence to it too because i think about the scene in the hospital where you can clearly tell they're not doctors and they steal as michael's body uh that was hilarious balanced out the horrific safari scene we just observed this is true this is um very true um just remembering all the other people that are in this. I really enjoyed the party scene where he 
stomps through the party. I also really enjoyed the creativity around making an animatronic T-Rex look natural (laughs) in the the scenes. Yeah. And I really appreciate that they didn't try to play it off like it was a real T-Rex. Like the fact that it was an animatronic was written into the story. Mm -hmm. And I think that was pretty cool. And Mm -hmm. there were several times where you could tell that the, the Tyrannosaurus was standing on its base, but they tried to disguise it with like bales of hay or just the way things were shot. Very funny. Very funny. I enjoyed that. I mean, for two weeks worth, I think great job. Oh, yeah. Great I think job. Anyone who worked on this movie should be proud to have worked on it. Mm-hmm. That being said, Caitlin, what are some things that you did not like about this movie? That's hard. I. I think the only thing that I did not enjoy about this movie would have to be the end credit scene. Not, I guess, like the end scene of the movie. The very, like the resolution to the story. Uh, Yeah, the dancing up in her room. I just thought, what? Why? I feel like you could have gone in different directions. Yeah. Better directions. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate some uh, gratuitous sexiness in a movie. However, this was over the top. It was just uncomfortable. It was strange. Because, like... Her parents, I don't know. It just was awkward. Her parents are okay with that situation. Right. They, like, how do you even, I mean, I guess they can't have sex, so they justify it that way. But also her dad seems like a real pushover, so (laughs) I guess um, it doesn't matter. But did they even have plans to get him back into a human body? They were waiting for one to show up at the morgue or what? What was the deal with that? That was my understanding of what they were doing because she said that he had like an analyst, which is weird. Right. I guess an How much money is this costing? Where are his parents? Why doesn't the brain stay at his parents' home? That's a great question too. Who figured out how to connect his brain to a video camera. Yeah. I, and how does, I don't think that works in real life, but I just feel like that scene had more questions than answers for such a silly film. It was too silly. It was over the top. It crossed a line of it silliness. Did. It just, <laughs> I'll believe that you can put a brain in a dinosaur's body. Sure. I'll believe that. I'll believe that you can, Run away with your dinosaur boyfriend. Sure. Believe that dinosaur, an animatronic dinosaur, can murder people. Sure. I will not believe that you can just put a brain in a bowl and connect it to a video camera and he can orgasm. Nope. Nope. Unbelievable. Uh, Fun fact. The orgasm to the brain looks like it exploding with electricity yeah smoking very weird yeah (laughs) i 
so I, when I'm talking about the likes of the movie, I was praising how they made the animatronics look. And I forgot to mention, there are some scenes where they have like close-ups of the T-Rex's arms or his legs. Oh my gosh, those are and while they're hilarious. a little cheesy, because apparently he moves like Stretch Armstrong, <laughs> they, they work because they're real and they're practical. What I don't like in terms of effects, and I feel like this is a result of two weeks of work, is they have these like scenes of the T-Rex running, but it looks like they just like manipulated a picture in yeah. Photoshop <laughs> and it like stretches around and it, it just looks bad. And I wish they would have just not included that in the movie. Right. It's not like it's taking away anything. Right. Like maybe like the one shot of her running away on his back, mm -hmm. like for just like a, Oh, that was a bad shot. And then you get over it, but they did it like three or four times. And each time you're like, Oh, please no more. It hurts. It kind of takes you out of the movie. It takes you out of the movie. The other thing I didn't like is I felt like it was too short. Really? Yes. Now I feel like we were interrupted a lot while we were watching this. Yeah. So it took us like a while to get through it. But the whole trying to find a body for him and like seeing that his body was decaying past the point of usefulness, mm -hmm. that, um, I feel like that whole part of the movie just happened very quickly. Yeah. And so I kind of would have, and I kind of would have liked a longer scene of him hunting down the bullies or yeah, they did. He just really went to a party and he was like, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Boom. Done. Yeah. So I blame the two weeks on that because obviously there's not much that they're going to be able to do in a two week period. And, you know, there's like, there's literally like five scenes in this movie and it's over. Five and, scenes? Well, I mean, five like big things that happen. Okay. I'm, I'm exaggerating. I don't know how many, but. I feel like they could have explored a lot of different things like the best friend and his relationship with his dad. That could have been fun. Yeah. Now, I will say for a film that moves very quickly, they establish the problems between Billy and Michael and Tammy very quickly mm -hmm. and very efficiently for a silly B movie. Yeah. And I don't know how long filming actually took because, you know, they only had the T-Rex for two weeks, so they probably shot all those scenes first and then they could have finished the rest of the movie around it. But, um, yeah. So that's uh, those are those are our likes and dislikes of the movie. If you uh, disagree or agree or have any other thoughts that you want to share, hit us up on a journey into film com. I have a another scene that I really wanted to talk about. Okay, it was when the T Rex breaks out of the facility that they're holding it in. That was amazing. And he crushes the doctor. The computer guy. The computer guy. He Remember, he steps on him? Yeah, he was played by, this is important to know because he's kind of famous, John Franklin, who is Isaac in Children of the Corn. Okay. Um, 
and he he's in other stuff too. He uh, if you've seen him, you recognize him. That's all I can say. He looks like a child that never grew up. Accurate. So he crushes the computer guy. Yeah. And the, I don't know what to call the woman, the woman doctor. Helga. The assistant Helga finds the computer guy laying on the floor or ground, and he's completely flat. Oh, we're talking about two different people. I didn't think he got squashed. I thought he got his like head ripped off or something. Yeah, the computer guy the gets his head Arnold ripped off. The Arnold Schwarzenegger lookalike. That's yes, who it was. The bodybuilder assistant who I don't know who he was, but... Yes. Um, Carl. The guy that they use to test to see how strong this dinosaur is. Carl, she finds him laying on the cement and he is as flat as a sheet of paper. Think Christopher Lloyd at the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. And, or Wayne Knight. Yeah, Wayne Knight in Space Jam. (laughs) Um, And she goes over to him and touches him and sees that he is bleeding and then proceeds to lick his blood. Off her fingers. Yeah, she had a weird thing in this movie with like <laughs> licking her fingers, which a lot of time had blood on them. And sometimes had food. <laughs> sometimes had food. I don't know if that was a choice for her character. I don't know or what that was. Like a subconscious, there's something sticky, but also edible on my fingers. So let me just lick it off. I don't know. But, but I, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that scene too. Because it was just... A scene that really took me out of the movie, and I was like, what? It just shows you the comedic lengths that this movie will go to. to, um, But also, it's dark lengths. It it had two very different sides of a coin here. Yeah. It was like, hey, this guy's as flat as a sheet of paper. (laughs) Haha, that's funny. But also, let me put this... Michael in a safari with wild animals because the boyfriend was basically the ex-boyfriend was upset for whatever reason with Denise Richards. And so he kidnaps her current boyfriend, Michael takes him to a safari beats him to a pulp and then just leaves him at the safari to be eaten by animals. And we see him being chased by, a lion, a panther, um, a cheetah, like, and this lion ends up... All of the big game cats. All of them, and then this lion just gets to him. Yeah, that's... Um, it's very dark. It is quite dark. I was also thinking about when the the bully, the guy who's part of the crew, Weasel... When he gets his guts slashed out. Oh, yeah. That was very real. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the party. But then in the same scene, uh, Tammy's friend Byron is knocked on the ground, and the T-Rex picks him up and dusts off his shoulder, which which is not a passing plot point. It becomes like a thing where he's like, we know it's Michael because he did this thing. You know what this movie does well, though? What? I think that it really establishes... I mean, I really felt 
I don't want to say the word connected, but I felt like I had a good backstory for a lot of the characters. So for Denise Richards' friend, I I knew different qualities about him and his relationship with his dad. I felt like I knew him pretty well. Um, you know, the whole dynamic of the gang, I felt like I kind of knew their dynamic where you had the one girl who was just trying to get with the main guy and, you know, the main guy and his lackeys. Yeah. In many ways, this movie is one giant stereotype of every teenage, like, high school movie mm-hmm. ever. Because you have the stereotypical bully group with, like, the leader who's in lo- who dated the girl... You got the girl that's in the gang that's in love with him, but kind of messed up. You got the, you got Weasel, who's the, maybe he's the funny guy. I don't know. I, I think know. so. He's, you know, he's there's got always, that face. There's always that weird guy that you're like, why are you in the gang? You're too skinny. You're kind of lanky and mm-hmm. no one thinks that you're tough. And then on top of that, Tammy, typical cheerleader. Mm-hmm. We got Michael, the football star, and right. the best friend who is flamboyant and black, but not gay. So, it, so it's like there's all these stereotypes being thrown around, but also kind of like you said, it's very efficient. It does. It does the job. Establishing the relationships between these characters. Mm-hmm. Within minutes, you know, okay, Billy's the bad guy. Michael's the good guy. You know that Billy is messed up in the head. That's how bad he is. He's got a restraining order from the school. Yeah, the school's like, like, we know that you're old enough or you're at the age where you're supposed to be in school, but we don't want you here. Yeah. And you got to stop coming around here. How about that fight between Billy and Michael? That was wild at the beginning yeah yeah that was pretty funny that's when you kind of knew you're like this isn't gonna be your everyday movie (laughs) (laughs) there's something special to this one there is something special that's gonna happen here but also it's my new fighting strategy just uh grab them by the grab them by the testes yep yeah but also make sure that you have a cup on right if you're a guy you're going to want that. It's a little tip from baby Paul Walker. <laughs> um, I feel like we've addressed like so many parts of the plot, so I just want to kind of touch on a couple different things that were also interesting. At one point, the T-Rex calls Tammy on the phone, so he uses a phone booth. So there are a lot of scenes in the movie in which the T-Rex uses his arms for things, mm-hmm. like... He checks himself out with a mirror. Uh, Make oh yeah. sure. How about when he like came alive for the first time as the T-Rex and he cried over his body? Yeah, and that he, was like, uncomfortable. Wiped away a little tear with I his little like tiny T-Rex scene. arm. <laughs> also, everyone knows T-Rex <clears throat> arms can't reach their head. Everyone knows that. Right, but it was just funny that they did that anyway. And... Like, what was his plan when he called Tammy on the phone? Just to, like, mumble into it as a... Yeah, what do you think? He, that he could, like, talk all of a sudden? Yeah. It was very strange. There's something else I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember either. 
How about that hospital scene? Where everybody was fainting? Yeah. And they took him away? Yeah, you meet the... the well, I mean, not, you don't, you're not introduced to Wackenstein right away. Uh, well, we meet him and he's testing out the animatronics of the T-Rex, but we don't know what his plan is yet. And then the second time we see him, he is breaking into, not breaking it. You don't really break into a hospital. He walks into the hospital. He apparently knows a doctor there. And he, uh, he takes Michael's body. He fakes him dying so that he can have a living brain. Yeah. Because Michael's in a coma after being attacked by a lion. But yeah. relatively unscathed. Right. And they have the drunk uncle in there. Oh, yeah, the drunk uncle. That was weird. Because Michael like lives with really, his drunk uncle. It really sets up all the characters. Yeah. It just could have been a little bit longer. I agree with that. That's all, that's all I got to say about that. Because I do think you could expand upon the searching for the right body. Yeah, I feel like they could have done that or like made it more difficult for them to get the body. Mm -hmm. or spent longer hunting down the bullies and then the body thing was kind of like an afterthought. But it it felt like they tried to give even attention to both aspects of the story. And that's where I wish that it was just a little bit longer so we got a little bit more time with one or the other and I would have been okay with that. It's a very ambitious film. It was quite ambitious and I did not hate it. Um, Caitlin. Yes. You ready for our new segment? I'm so excited. We are proud to introduce a brand new segment called Caitlin's Dating Corner. A segment in which... You should play like like romance music right now. I'll see what I can do. Okay. (laughs) I wish I had like a sound effects button thing. (laughs) That'd be perfect. But in this segment... Caitlin's going to share with you some dating advice that we gleaned from the movie or talk about relationships in general. Because, after all, this is bad movie date night. And we got to talk about bad movies and date nights. And by date nights, I mean romance. Because how else is our podcast going to be set apart from everybody else's? I have two um, things I would like to bring up on this topic, okay? Okay. All right. This is number one. Are you ready? No. (laughs) All right. I think everyone right now who's listening, who has a significant other, you need to sit down with them tonight over a nice plate of spaghetti (laughs) and a glass of wine and discuss what your code would be if you were turned into a dinosaur. How will I know it's you? I'm serious. I think the flower bit was hilarious. And Oh, we didn't talk about that. No, and and, and I was glad because I wanted to bring it up now because I think every partner needs to have a set, hey, if I get turned into an animal and I do this thing, you'll know it's me. Okay. Or some other creature. Right. Any type, alien, animal, whatever. 
I do this one thing and you'll know it's it's me. All right. What would you like your sign to be? I've been thinking about this and I'm I I'm trying to think of something that an ant could do too. Cause what if I got turned into an ant? Oh boy. I you just complicated this question <laughs> by tenfold. No, but I think like what I would do is I would just do a handstand. Just do a handstand. Yeah. <laughs> what animal can't do a handstand? Everyone can do handstands. Okay, what if you're turned into a bird? Yeah, you just split your little feathers down, stick your butt up. You can't birds can't support themselves on, on then put the their feathers. head down. They better learn how to put their head down. That's not a handstand though. Okay, that's hand what normal birds have you ever seen a pigeon? Handstand headstands. Although if I was a bird, I could just like poop out my name or something. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> but you know what? Let's, uh, you know, you hold on to that and we'll just kind of see what happens in the next, you know, 30, 40 years. All right. If I go missing, you got to look for handstands on every animal out there. I will obsessively do that. (laughs) And if they send me to the mental hospital, (laughs) it is not my fault. Right. What do you want yours to be? I don't know. That's so difficult. I think, I think I would do something easy. My handstand's not easy. No, that's complicated because not every animal can do that. I think. What's something every animal can do? Sit on something. I would pick a fish. I would pick a. Oh, a fish would be difficult. (laughs) I don't know what I would do if I was. You know what? If I turn into a fish, just kill me. (laughs) I mean, my lifespan as a fish is easily weeks tops. (laughs) So you know, just either just let me die. Just have have your fond memories of me <laughs> and or, you know, just flush me. <laughs> and hopefully as a fish, I'm not conscious enough to know that I'm flushing you down the toilet. Yeah, I did think Michael's was perfect. It yeah. worked out for him. Yeah. But had he been a fish, he couldn't have done that. This is true. We should probably explain this. So early in the movie, Michael gives her a flower a yellow flower. And she says that she can't have it and tries to give it back to him. So he eats the flower. And when he's a T-Rex and he's trying to explain to her that it's Michael, he's trying to tell her who he is. He takes the flower that she has, which is a yellow flower and he eats it. That was good. And then that's when she's like, Michael, it's you. Mm, she did not know it though. But. No, I. I will give Denise Richards a lot of credit, but she does not give the appearance of someone who has a lot going on. So that is my fun question yeah. about dating. A little fun topic for everyone this week. Okay, but like if I was if I was anything but a fish. Yeah. I would sit on a specific piece of furniture. How If you're an elephant, Nigel, how are you going to get on the house? Okay, if I'm an elephant, <laughs> I'm just going to write my name with my trunk. Gosh, that one's easy. I'm not good. I'm not good at that. People who do this. I will. No, I will pick up a marker oh, and I will oh, write my <laughs> name or something. Oh, okay. okay. Or I will hose you down with nose water. Ew. No. Trunk water. Nope. Excuse me. Nope. 
Well, if you get sprayed, you know that you. it's me. <laughs> if we're ever at the zoo and that happens to you, and it'll you're be very right confusing. Next, yeah, I'll be like, oh, which one of you is my real husband? You'll never know. You'll have to kill the wrong one. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. All right, here's my serious dating tip. Serious dating tip. If you are dating a guy who gets in one fight, break up with him. <laughs> but I'm not joking because, like, why? Why are you in a relationship with people who are getting in fights? You do not need to be with that person. They're clearly not mature enough. What to if he's defending you? Like, what if, if okay, someone if you get into, us? How about if you are dating somebody who gets into fights with other people, break up with that person? Okay. If, if they're defending you, that's fine. If you are dating someone who fights other people, bye. Fights bye other bye. people for funsies? For funsies. Bye-bye. Okay. okay. Then this whole movie would have been avoided had she followed this advice. Yeah. Or just filed her own straining order against me. Billy. Yeah, like, also, if you need to file a restraining order, do it. I feel like if she had filed a restraining order, he would not have been able to break into her house so easily. Well, yeah, but also, he just did whatever he wanted. He broke in, or he went to the school, even though they had a restraining order, so. This is true. Doesn't stop him. So, just a message. Find better guys to date. Don't date guys who get into fights with other people. Unless they're defending you. And that's Caitlin's dating advice. Well, thank you, Caitlin, for your wonderful dating advice. I am looking forward to a vast future of Caitlin's dating corners. Yeah. yeah. You like it? I, I'm going to try to do a fun one and a serious one. I think that's the perfect way to do it all the time, every time. Good. And we'll just kind of see where this goes with the new format and everything. All right. All right. So then I'm going to close us on the very last question. And why does this movie deserve or not deserve more credit than it has received? I would just like to point out that this movie has a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. It is um, currently at a 5.1 out of 10 on IMDb from the user rating. There is no Metacritic score. I don't really like using... Rotten Tomatoes or anything is like a uh, as a measure of whether a movie is good or not. But in this instance, I feel like it'll be a good start. I think this film deserves more credit than 50%. For sure. It's by no means a perfect film. But, I mean, 50%. Come on, people. This movie was well done for having two weeks to film the animatronic scenes and a lot of character development, honestly. I, I guess not development, but just a lot of good storytelling, a lot of good use of storytelling. Yeah. you. I did feel for Michael. It's a fun I, movie. Yeah. I was emotionally invested in Michael being stuck in a dinosaur's body. I really felt for him. So I think it deserves a much higher score than that. It, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I think fun should be the measurement of this movie. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Is it weird? Yeah. But, right. like, you know, what movie today isn't a little weird when you think about it? 
So I would I would agree. I think the uh, character development in this movie is a lot is pretty good. The effects are iffy sometimes, but you know they do the best with what they have. Also, you know it was made in ninety four. Ninety fourth, not not a great time for. No, I mean especially when everything is like nonsense CGI and everything. Um, you know I don't. Yeah. 90s were a weird time for CGI, so I think... They did the best with what they could. The fact that this movie used a real animatronic T-Rex really worked in their favor. Yeah. And so, for that... Five stars. I was going to say four stars. But, you know, I I don't know. We'll have to work out whether we have a rating system or not, because I hate rating systems. I think um, everyone will love our new reading system when we discuss it on our next podcast. Yes, we actually have a new rating system, a ranking system, not a rating system. Rating, That's going to replace the definitive bad movie date night ranking list. And I think people are uh, going to be really excited about it once we finally roll it out. That was the one thing that I did not get to before planning this I think show. we needed to, to start here, though. I think this is this a good place to start. Will, it'll be a good fresh fresh list for you guys. Yes. So with that being said, I want to thank you all for listening. As always, we encourage our audience to hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts because we would hate for you to miss out on an episode or a movie recommendation that you would end up loving. And we are now back on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at Journey Into Film. And if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash a journey into film or head over to Tee Public and you can get some sweet t-shirts with get that swag. Yeah. You can get some journey into film stuff. You can get some bad movie date night stuff. You can get stickers, mouse pads. I don't know who uses mouse pads anymore, but that's an option. And uh, all of those links are available in the show notes. And as always, Well, I guess this is the first time we're saying this, but never let anyone tell you that a film you enjoy is bad because they're probably wrong. That's a good one. Yeah. You like that? I I came up with that. I said, I'm keeping that. Good. Perfect. All right. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See you next time.